and go change my life. Change the way I think. Change my life. Um, been very emotional. Uh, hello everyone, uh, this is going to be a little Christmas special, if you will, um, just a recap of the run that I just achieved, um, it's, yeah, it happened about three weeks ago, nearly four, and I just thought I'd take some time to process and feel into it all and yeah, just start the recovery, I, um, yeah, it's been a pretty hectic recovery, but I'll speak more about that towards the end of today's little chat, um, but yeah, what I wanted just to talk about is just the day-to-day stuff that I went through, the mindset stuff, um, all the fun stuff, the bad stuff, just everything, just the cover. So I know there was a lot of people that followed along the run journal that um, reached out lots of times to say what they were up to, like while I was doing it. A lot of people um, started running. People would push themselves a bit further than what they normally would. Um, so yeah, just wanted to do a little recap, let everyone know what happened because I know there's a lot of you that would like to hear it. So we'll start off with the day that we drove up um to Queensland because we stayed at um, my best mate's uncle's house. His name is Rob, and um, we stayed at his property on in Corumbin Valley, which is a, it's such a beautiful place there. It's uh, called Crystal Park. Um, if you're ever up that way, you can go there and check all the crystals out. It's pretty cool. There's some pretty hectic ones in his front yard. Um, but yeah, we drove up there. Mum was um, so yeah. I'll say mum come up with us. Mum was the driver. Um, mum was very nervous. I also told mum last Christmas that I was going to take her on a holiday this year but I didn't tell her what the holiday was going to be and this was it and <laughs> although she was very nervous um I'll talk about mum's journey as well because her journey was pretty cool on this uh so yeah it was me mum and Matt so Matt was the one that did the run with me um but yeah we'll also speak about him as we get going but yeah we drove up mum was nervous um it was fun pretty fun drive Matt chilling in the background just um enjoying the back seat because he couldn't drive because someone lost his license um but yeah, we get up to Queensland, uh, the rain started to kick in as we got closer to Queensland, which we weren't too happy about. But yeah, we got up there, we went to my favourite place to go to, which is some Mexican place. I forget what it's called, but it's pink, and it's like pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, we went there, just showed mum around, went around Burley. Um, didn't do too much the day we got there, but uh, the next day we went to this place called the Bathhouse, which is, I think it was in the Goldie or Broad Beach, somewhere it's all the same. But yeah, we pretty much just went there for like a nice recovery. Uh, we were there for about three hours. There was um, minerals, pools, there was saunas, there was ice baths, there was steam rooms, all sorts of stuff. Um, so yeah, me and Maddie just chilled there, had a recovery on and uh, had a few cool conversations with different people, um, just underst- wondering what we were doing because I had pink hair. I still do, but it was a lot pinker when I was up there. Um, so it kind of just started a conversation. That's why I did it. So people would be like, what's going on here? Like, what are you doing? So... Yeah, we got into that, spent the day there, and then just um, pretty much that was the day before the run. So everything was pretty slow-paced, nothing too crazy. And then uh, we just had dinner with Hayden's uncle and his son, um, which was a pretty cool dinner. Uh, They're farmers, so they're, um, yeah, they're pretty pretty good blokes. They, um, yeah, cooked up a feed, and then we just sat around just having a few drinks together, just having a chat, and then... um, yeah, just prepping. So we just had the we had the compression boots going. We had stretching going. We were chatting away, and both both of us were pretty pretty fucking nervous. And I know Mum was definitely nervous. She was um kept coming in the room talking to us, and we were just like, Mum, you need to go to bed. Um, but yeah, so we got up. I think it was the twenty fifth or third, maybe. I think it was twenty twenty third. I think we left on the, it was a Wednesday. So we drove. We left the house about 
3.30 in the morning and we drove to Broad Beach. Um, as we are driving there, it was, yeah, pretty shit weather. It was um, it was raining and uh, Matt and I were just looking at each other just like, fuck, the blisters are going to be insane. Um, but we're just like, fuck it, we're here now. We've got to do it so it doesn't really matter. So, yeah, we got down to Broad Beach, um, started having our breakfast, which was a banana, peanut butter and honey. So you'd put dip your finger in the peanut butter, smear it on the banana, put the banana in your mouth, and then just pour the honey into your mouth. And that was our breakfast. Um, then we'd start off with, yeah, a bit of – we didn't really have pre-workout. We just had, like, hydrolytes, just pump those, fill all the waters up, different waters. We'd have salts in one, normal water in one, and then we'd have hydrolytes in the back. Um, but yeah, we just pretty much did that, loaded up, had headlights on, uh, head torches on, had all our pockets full with protein bars, muesli bars, just anything, lollies, snakes, just anything we could fit in our bags, we were just throwing in there just to, um, cause the plan at the start was we didn't really know what to do with like how to meet mum, where to meet mum and like just, yeah, we just, we never actually done anything like this before. So there wasn't really any way of preparing, I guess, well, there probably is, but we didn't do it. Um. So, yeah, what we what we would do, we'd just find a town that was probably like 10 to 15 k's away. We would send the address to mum, mum would drive there, and then we would just eventually get there. And um, that's pretty much how we started off the first day. So we left Broad Beach. Um, we started heading towards – we'll just kind of go – I think we are just trying to get as far as we could the first day, which probably was a stupid idea. But we got to Brunswick. Um, if you're not too sure where that is, it's just kind of probably like 20k before, maybe a little bit more before uh, Byron Bay. Um, so yeah, the plan was just meet mum every 10 to 20 kilometers, um, just so we could fuel up and she just wasn't going too far because we learned very quickly that we were in for a pretty, um, painful and yeah, pretty hectic trip because yeah, both our bodies were already banged up leading up to it. My knees were already bad. Maddie's back was pretty bad. Um, so yeah, we knew straight away that like what we're in for because yeah, my knees were going, Matt's back was hurting a fair bit and he, um. We just knew, we've, I think it was like 25Ks in, we both were just like looking at each other, just like, fuck, this is this is going to be a lot. Because um, we both knew coming into this, our bodies weren't doing the best, um, which is why we probably didn't do as much running as we wanted to beforehand because we kind of knew our bodies would get to a point of pain where we would have to push through it, which would cause injuries, which I'll get to. Um, but yeah, I knew leading up to that run that my IT bands were going to snap or just tear or whatever because last year on my on my ride my right one went so as much physio as I did and training as I did prepping for this I just could still feel that it wasn't um 100% so I didn't want to push it too much before the run I'd rather hurt it in the the run than actually leading up to it um so yeah the first day was I think we did 79 k's I think it was which was a pretty one of the biggest days we did if not the biggest um I remember we were getting through some towns. I can't remember the top of my head what towns we stopped in, but I just know we were coming up to Brunswick and um, Maddie's back was starting to like kick in pretty bad. He, um, I could see him starting to beat himself up in his mind and slowing down. Like there wasn't much running going on because keep in mind it was raining throughout the day, hot and cold. Blisters were starting, uh, swapping shoes a fair bit, swapping around socks. So there's yeah, well, our feet were going through a bit of pain straight away. So um, I could just tell that it was really struggling so what I did was um I just reminded him of why he was doing this and reminded of his kids and got him to really focus in on that so I was behind him while we we're walking and we we're just we weren't walking heaps fast but we we're like power walking and I'd behind him I was behind him and I'd be like yelling not yelling at him but yelling towards him to like why are you here let him just speak it let him to feel into those emotions and um 
yeah, I just kept saying, like, kept reminding me of, of his kids, and I kept telling him that he's enough, and like, just to keep keep moving. And then I um, I said, "Who's the greatest?" And he said, "I am." And I said, "Who?" And he said, "Me." And I said, "Now fucking yell it and tell everyone." And he's just like, oh, "I am the fucking greatest." And that he when we got through that, like, finally got caught up to mum just before Brunswick, and I think like two k just out of the main city there. And um, yeah, we got there, and um, he just I remember him turning around, and he was like, "What?" Like I was in that much pain. Like, what do you use? Because I don't have kids. I'm single. Like, what was your f- focus to, like, push me through that? And it was his kids. I like, think of the feeling that he would have when he saw his kids at the finish line. Like, the feeling of what they're, what they're going to look up to him to, like, what they will in the future look up to him and be like, wow, my dad did, it, did this. It was those, he, he really living, like, living his moments, like, through myself, kind of, that's explaining, right? But... Yeah, it was like his mo- like what was motivating him was motivating me. So that's what got me through that. And that was the first day. So we pulled up in Brunswick. Never heard of Brunswick before in my life. Didn't even know it was a place. But um, pulled in there and we're just like, this is a pretty cool place. It's very beachy. Um, so we were trying to find – all I wanted was pizza. I just wanted a pepperoni pizza. That's all I wanted. And, um, yeah, we, we pulled in this place called Sticky Fingers. Probably one of the best pizzas I've honestly ever had. It was so fucking good. It really is. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> um, yeah, Jake is in the background, everyone. So he, he'll chime in, in soon. Don't worry. Here he is. What's up? What's up? <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's got sticky fingers, got a pepperoni pizza, and it was so fucking good. And um, we I didn't even bu- we didn't even book a like a um, hotel or anything because we didn't really know where we were going to land each day. So we, we couldn't really plan too far in ahead. So yeah, we before we even booked anything, we just went and got dinner. Um as we're sitting there, we're like, what are we going to stay? So we just got in the car and started driving around and um, I got on the Google on the Google and I started, I typed in uh, accommodation in Brunswick. And we're ringing around, there's a few places there and then there's this heaps nice place. And I was like, oh, we should stay there. So I ring it, book it, paid for it. As I put it into the uh, maps, I said to all mate, I said, oh yeah, I'll be there in like 20 minutes. Put it into the map and it comes up saying it was like 4,000 kilometres away. And I was like, where the fuck's this place? Turns out it's in Melbourne. I didn't know <laughs> there was another Brunswick. So we had to cancel that one and then try and find another one, which we had to go back probably like 10K to this other town. And we just stayed in this little um, hotel. And uh, it was actually pretty cool. It was a cool little place to stay. Um, we all shacked up. Mum had her own little room. Then me and Maddie shared two single beds in this little little room. And once we got back there, we just kind of started the recovery, um, which was, yeah, jump in the shower, start to eat, start stretching uh we had compression boots sponsored by um cultivate recovery which thank you heaps i'll um, speak about all the sponsors we had um so yeah we had them that those boots and they fucking helped so much like last year on the ride like the recovery wasn't much it was just an ice bath shower dinner bed and um having those just was a massive difference so yeah they helped a lot um, another thing that we were doing was smoking weed, which probably turns out to be not the best recovery because I think it was a few days in, I realized I actually wasn't helping the pain. I was like feeding it. Like I was feeding into that pain, which I'll chat about that later. But yeah, we just smoke a bit of weed to, uh, try and calm down or relax, which yeah, didn't do at all. But, um, yeah, first night was just a massive learning lesson just to, um, what we kind of need to do, what we don't need to do. And yeah, just the adrenaline of it all just it took us a while to calm down and go to bed, but yeah, that was uh, day one. So coming into day two was uh, Brunswick to Ballina, um, another early one. We got up, we'd get up about, I think we set out, what was it, 
321 would set the alarm. So 321 go with Maddie come over, which is a pretty cool little thing. So we'd get up, get changed, um, start our routine, which was get up, throw our clothes on, start the, our breakfast, which was the yeah peanut butter, banana, honey. And for me, it was snakes, lollies, just to get a little bit of that going. And then, um, yeah, we just got up real early. We uh, drove back to Brunswick where we were to start the morning and we um we just seen these tracks because we're just kind of we didn't want to go along the freeway yet because just, just because there's all the coastline we wanted to enjoy the scenery and check all the cool shit out so when we we're leaving we just saw this track that led looked like it led towards the beach which it kind of was um but yeah we started walking down there and it, the ground was wet and probably like 10k in my feet started getting drenched and i could feel the blisters starting to come back again and um as we're walking through this bush just like this shit everywhere it's the shittest bush but I hate going through bushes. If you know me, I hate snakes, I hate spiders, I hate everything. And um, I'm walking in front and Maddie's telling me about how he did this by himself. And I'm thinking, how the fuck did he do this? Like walking through this bush, doing all this shit by himself. And he had a 25 kilo bag on last year when he did the walk. And I was just thinking, how the fuck did he get through all this? And I would have been fucking so scared of like just snakes and shit. And as we're walking through, pushing trees out of the way, I was like, this is fucking stupid. Why are we doing this? I just see this thing moving in the ground. It come out of this huge hole, and it was a snake. And I just, I just froze. I didn't know what to do, and I was like, Matt, there's a snake. And then Matt just starts fucking screaming, throwing sticks. He's just like, you got to stay behind me. And he just starts swinging this stick and starts run. We're just running through the bush. I'm fucking screaming. At this point, I couldn't run. I was in that much pain. And I've never ran so far in my life, like, fast in my life. We get to that, out in this opening, and I just turned to him. I said, we're going to the fucking beach. I'm fucking sick of this. So I, I could see the beach on the other side, so I just trekked it straight through this land, like, through the bush there. Finally got over to the beach, and then it turns out we could have gone from Brunswick Beach all the way to Byron Bay. Could have skipped the whole bush fucking thing, which I would have been heaps happy about. But, yeah, we got on there, and you could see Byron, like, you could see the Byron heads and stuff, and I was, like, we're still pretty far away. I think it was, like, 20K from Brunswick to to borrow maybe a little bit more and um yeah it was just a cool cool little way to start the morning like we had the, like the first few days it was very lots of little adventures and things just popping up just because there's a lot going on like when, when you're on the freeway there's like it's just literally just traffic and um so yeah it's just different so as we we're walking along there matt would be on the phone to his kids or whoever he would be calling and i'll just be cruising with me music on and it was cool because we would either walk together or we would um would just go on our own and would go in our own little world. It's like I'd go bit in front of him, he'd go behind me, like whatever it was. And I just remember walking along the beach and I was like, I was like, fuck this, like everything's hurting. I just want to be this, this to be over. And I just started putting on some lip combs and I was just walking and I just started getting real teary and started thinking about stuff. And it just made me appreciate of like where we actually are and what we're doing because like not many people would get to do the types of stuff that we're doing. And um, that just kind of motivated me to get me to bar and just listening to Luke Combs and feeling into the emotions and just like really taking it in. I was singing atop me lungs, just walking in there. No one's like, no one's on this beach until we get closer to Byron. But yeah, it was cool. Cool to experience it like that. Like not just on the freeway, just head down and just, just going for it. It was like nice to have all these different things going on. Um, but as we're getting closer to Byron, there's a, um, a fit, like this huge cloud coming. I was like, fuck, we need to get pumped by rain here. But we just made it there in time. And um, I remember like, so mum's on this journey too and um mum's very nervous about reading maps on like where to go like how to do this like driving on her own like she's never done anything like this before um 
So it was cool to see her start to get out of her comfort zone. Like she'd ring us and she's like, oh, I'm just getting a coffee or sitting down at the beach, reading a book, like getting out, chatting to people, which was heaps cool. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was nice to hear mum's story of doing what she was doing as well. So like it wasn't just all about us. But yeah, getting to Byron Bay, we got there, I'm not too sure what time it was, but yeah, we got there just before the rain. We had some um, some breakfast. We'll try to eat breakfast, but yeah, it was just, it was hard to get food down. But yeah, we got there. Um, my knees were fucking gone. Like, they were so sore. The blisters were hurting. Matt's back was hurting. We um, pretty much, like, once we would stop running and, like, all walking, like, once you take the shoes off and everything, it's a very, like, it's very slow limps and, like, holding onto each other, walking and laying on the ground. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's crazy how you can just flick the switch to be able to do what you need to do. But then once you calm down a little bit, like, everything just kicks in of, like, all the pain. And you're just like, fuck, what is going on? Um, but, yeah, we stayed there for a little bit. And then... Heading from, where are we going? From Ballina to uh, Brunswick to Ballina. So when we got Byron Bay, we had a look. I think we are probably like, I think it was like 30-something kilometres from Byron to Ballina. Um, and when we got there, as we started to leave, the, it started to clear up a little bit more. We had enough recovery. We sat down. I remember we were sitting down on the uh, footpath, just strapping up and doing everything we had to do. And people walking past us looking at us going like, what the fuck are these two doing? Like, you live in Byron, there's... Not that much going on for running, I guess. And then once we kind of told them what we we're doing, they're just like, "You guys are, you guys are insane." So it was cool meeting people on the way and yeah, having a chat and telling them what we're actually doing. Uh, but yeah, leaving Byron, we started. I started to feel a lot better about like not running. And then um, I think we probably got like ten k's out and I started to pick up the pace a little bit more. Started to run more. Maddie, yeah, he was he was in a lot of pain, and I um I didn't really realize this how much pain he was in, and probably till like day three. Um, so yeah, as we we got closer to Byron, uh, to Ballina, there's like this bushland and, um, you can head back out towards the beach again and Maddie's just like, yeah, we have to go through there. But I didn't want to walk through a bush again because I didn't want to fucking deal with snakes. So we found a nice easy way to get to the beach, which we fucking got there too, which we had to go through some pretty big mountains and hills, which Maddie informed me that these hills weren't very big and it only takes 10 minutes to get over. It took us two and a half hours to get over this hill and down it and onto the beach, but Maddie is just like when I did this, it, I felt like it wasn't. It didn't take this long, but anyways, we got through that, got down onto the beach. It was seven mile beach, so we had to. That's all we had to do to get to Ballina. Um, we were both, we were both like walking together for a bit, and then we just kind of Maddie would just be on the phone, or I'd be on the phone talking to someone, or whatever it was, and then we'd just kind of distance ourselves. And then as we got further and further along that beach. I started to get a bit more comfortable with it and started to run a bit more. Then I'd walk, then I'd run, walk, and then I think it was probably by like, I think I ended up running like the last three or four kilometres to where mum was at Ballina Beach. And I just remember coming in and I was just feeling like, yeah, this is, I'm starting to feel, starting to feel really good. And then Maddie came in, we pulled up at the beach there and just sat there for a little bit and just kind of processed the day and realised like, it's, it's fucking tough what we're doing and the body's starting to hurt a lot. Like we're getting the waters. And just, yeah, like, you'd feel everything. Like, every little bit of weight you put in your legs, you'd, you'd just feel it so much. Um, but, yeah, we get into Ballina, and uh, we just, like, food-wise, like, all it was was literally the bananas and that for brekkie and just bars during the day. And if we did stop for, like, places along, like, Byron that we could eat, but all we could eat was just, like, fatty food. Like, you just needed that type of food. Like, you try to eat steaks and stuff, and it just wasn't really giving you any like the energy or the anything you needed so it was maccas so i'd get myself some maccas which is 
don't come at me for this, but I get a triple cheeseburger, take off everything, so it's just meat and cheese, and add lettuce and mayonnaise. Look, don't judge me until you try it. It's fucking amazing. I call it the deluxe cheeseburger. It's so fucking good. Here we go. It is the goods. Yeah. I did judge it to start with, but it is the fucking goods. It is. Every yeah. person that's judged it and then tried it, they're like, Ooh, all right, this is pretty good. Might have to get some Mackies after this. <laughs> if it wasn't, is it Wednesday? Family dinner, baby. It is Wednesday, my dudes. Can't skip that, my bro. Maybe tomorrow night. <laughs> I wasn't asking you to come. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, I'll just go fuck yourself. Whatever. I'll just sit over here and talk about me die, me, me life. Sorry. Um, but yeah, day two we get uh, yeah getting the ballina, got macas, and then we found this like cool little like we went glamping, like to stay. So we stayed at this glamping place, which was pretty sick. Um, which we ended up staying in South Ballina. Just because there was literally no accommodation, which we probably really should have planned this a lot better, but we just didn't know what was going to happen. Um, so yeah, we stayed at South Ballina. Um, yeah, recovery started. So what would it end up being? Mum would, mum would get back. We'd both get out, get in the shower straight away. Mum would start unloading everything, planning everything out in the right places, setting our beds, whatever it had to be. Mum would set it up. She'd have recovery set up. We'd get out of the shower. Should put us straight into the boots and helps out, passes anything she needed. Yeah, mum's mum's uh mum definitely got MVP of this whole trip. Like just especially towards the end when it was just me and her, which is I'll get to. It was um yeah, it was pretty cool for to see her doing everything she was doing and getting a little bit cocky, if you will. She was with a few things, but she was doing good. Turns out she in sixty years time she's never had to reverse park, but hopefully by the end of this trip she figured out how to do it. Because I made it plenty of times, um, but yeah, recovery would start. Then it'd just be winding down, um, me- like putting music on, meditating, laying in bed, just whatever it had to be to calm down. Uh, which still by day two, we were still smoking a little bit of weed, thinking it was going to help. Well, I thought it was going to help. Maddie still on the train of it's going to help, maybe. But yeah, uh, so coming to day three, leaving Ballina, we're heading towards Woodburn. So we woke up. And then I uh, went back to where we finished and we, there was like a little bush track that you could go on. I mean, to go on the beach because if you went straight from the beach straight to Ballina, I mean from Ballina straight to, um, fuck, where are we going? Ballina to Woodburn, sorry. If you go that way or to Yamba pretty much, if you go from Ballina to Woodburn, I mean to fucking Yamba, which is directly from there, you can um, like head straight towards the beach and it would have taken off like, 30k so we just went straight down the beach so we left pretty early because we we're like let's get a mad start on it went to walk out there as we're walking along the, like, the sand's so fucking soft like the day before like the sand's been hard so it's been good to walk on sand with your shoes and stuff like that we started i think we got 5k down the beach and you know, i just looked at maddie and i'm like bro this fucking sucks like this, this is what it's gonna be like i'm like we ain't gonna make it so we end up turning back around going all the way back and then heading back out towards the old freeway i think it is and we started walking and yeah, at this point, I was in so much pain. I was. This is probably where I started to be like, "Fuck! I just want this to be over with." And then um, we pretty much distanced ourselves, probably like by like two to three k. Like Maddie was way up ahead of me, and I was behind him. And I just remember just walking and looking at him, just thinking like, "These blisters are fucked." Like, I hadn't popped these blisters yet because I didn't think it was going to be a good idea. To, idea to do that. Um, so yeah, started. We just started walking and. This is where it got really tough for me, like how far I could really push myself. Like I just knew in my head if I just could take keep taking another step, I could keep moving. Didn't matter if I was running or walking, whatever it was. I just um had to start moving. The shin splints started kicking in. The uh, blisters were pretty 
pretty fucked. Um, but yeah, so we just as we're going, Maddie's up in front of me, and I just started. I didn't know what to do. I was listening to music, wasn't working. Uh, tried to t- like talk to myself, wasn't working. And then I just literally went into Spotify and just found like um, David Goggins, like him talking, and just like all these different things of hi- these videos of him saying all this stuff that motivating stuff that he did. And then I just put that on, and then I just started pumping that. We just started walking. I started getting better. I would have a few stops here and there just to like take the weight off the feet. Yeah, have a few little breaks, have something to eat, and then we just keep going. Um, there was a point in between all that. Um, I'm not t- too sure what town it was, but we pulled up after probably like 25 k's of walking and just hating life. Met up with mum. I just remember sitting down under this little shelter, and I was just like, "Something's gonna happen with these blisters," and I'm just lying down. And I I get a call from Jacob, and he's doing a podcast, and they want they got me on there and we're chatting away, and he had Jess Hollier in, and I was like, "Do you reckon I should pop these blisters?" And she's like, "Yeah, that's all I needed." So I fucking got the pins out, started popping all the blisters, peeling pe- them back. And once we did that, I felt fucking so much relief. And then um, after our break, we got up and I started moving. I felt really good. Like the knee pains and everything else didn't really seem to phase me because I think when I was li- like limping and not trying to put pressure on the um, on the blisters, like it was just throwing me out heaps. So once we started that last bit to get towards Woodburn, I, um, I started to run a little bit quicker. And then got a little bit more. And then it got to a point where I just, where me and Maddie just looked at each other and just said, like, if, don't wait for each other, just go. And if we need to call each other, just call. If we get stuck or whatever. And we're about, I think it was 16, 17 Ks out of Woodburn where we were. Um, maybe a little bit more, I got no idea. I can't really remember. But then I just started running, pretty much ran the whole thing all the way to where mum was. And I just remember pulling up and just dropping to the ground, looking at mum and just feeling like, I just felt like accomplished. I was like, yes, I can do this. Because after like, the start of the morning, I didn't think I could do it. And then getting through all that, running through it, I was like, yes, fuck yeah, I've got this. And then it made me excited again to start the next day. So we got the wood burn and then Maddie came into, he was running, like, and he started, he started running a bit more too, just a little bit slow just because his back was like really starting to kick in. Um, so yeah, we stopped at Woodburn, and Evan's head is like directly across. Um, so we ended up going there just because it was close to the beach. We thought we could, get a nice place near, near the pool or near the beach, sorry. And once we kind of got there, we realised pretty quick that we um, all we want to do is get food and go to bed. Uh, so that's what, pretty much what we did. So we got there, did all that. The whole recovery thing starts again, unload the whole car, carry th- everything in. One of us showers, the other one relaxes. The, we had a pool there at Evans Head too, so we just got in the pool while the other one had a shower and then we just, yeah, slowed around or whatever. And then, yeah, pretty much put the put the boots on and then it was just, yes, yeah, start to slow down, wind down, stretch, roll out if you had to. Whatever we had to do to yeah just to get that recovery in, um, but yeah, pretty much did that, which was good. And then we came into what day we got day four, which is Woodburn to McLean, um, which this is where it starts to get a bit a bit tougher. Um, we're leaving there it's still on and off with rain. Um, we left pretty early, so this is now coming onto the freeway. So before all that, it was just pretty much coastline. Or like just on the roads that were close to the freeway. So yeah, now we're getting on here. We're jumping straight on the freeway. I got on the um on the two way radio and just said like, look, if you're looking truckies, anyone seeing these two guys walking, just keep an eye out for us. Flash your lights or toot your horn, whatever it is, just to keep an eye out for two guys walking. Um, we we're both pretty well. I was definitely nervous. I don't know about Maddie, but all we had on was a head torch, and it was just pretty much keep to the fucking side of the road as much as you can, and. Yeah, that was pretty much it. It's like the first two hours, I was pretty nervous just to get those there, just 
feeling those trucks come past you fucking pretty early in the mornings. You feel the wind, it like moves you around a little bit. You've got shit flying up and hitting you, and it's pretty um, it's pretty brutal. Like when you really think about it, but yeah, once you kind of face it, you get pretty comfortable. You're very so as we say, it's yeah, getting comfortable being uncomfortable. Um, but yeah, started that. We got to there's I don't know where we were. I think it was thirty some k's in. We got we got in and there was a uh, rest stop. And uh, one of my friends, Sarah, she was heading to a festival and she just was like, oh, she just pulled in, saw it. Oh, she drove past and saw us, so she pulled into the rest stop where we were and met up with her and said hello and stuff, which was cool. It was cool to see someone other than Matt and my mum. Um, and it just, into my head, it just realised that we're getting closer to home. Um, so, yeah, we pulled, I pulled into this to this rest stop. So, we'll, by now, like, I hadn't seen Maddie for a while. I just spoke to him on the phone just to check in if he was still moving because um, I know he was in a lot of pain. He started spewing a fair bit. And yeah, their last those that thirty k was fucking brutal. Just we got through the ten k together, and then we split up from each other. And it was just more running, but like what I was doing, I was like focusing on the road. And th- like if when you're driving, there's like goes from asphalt to concrete, and the concrete bit there's a, every five to ten meters there's lines for it. And um, what I was doing, I was just watching those. Just like I'd just focus on that. I wouldn't look at anything else because what I realized was when I was looking around on the freeway, I wasn't really focusing too much like mentally I was like I was kind of all over the place and I could feel the pain a lot and it just like it was very distracting so like well not distracting it was just not helping at all so what I would do was just focus on those lines each one I'd just be like all right there's another one there's another one just keep moving towards those lines and it just made me like this just helped me get that a little bit further a little bit further and there was a point I got to where everything went so dark it's like hard to explain that like it's not it's a pretty dark place because your mind's just dialed in and just like everything around you is just kind of gone it's just like a tunnel vision and you just go like you're not fo- like you just everything in your mind is just blank and then getting through that and then seeing like when I've pu- I just like lifted my head up and I could see that rest space I was like yes we like we're there I remember just walking in just dropping on the ground and just being like yes like we're getting closer and then um this is where it kind of got bad for Maddie. Maddie came in probably like f- half an hour to 40 minutes after me and um like it's like I'd said to mum and Sarah, I said, if he walks in and he either rips one of us off or says something funny or whatever, you know he's good. But he just walked in, just looked, dropped his shit and just kept walking. And I was like, all right, this is, he's not doing too good. And then um, as we're sitting down there, just kind of watching him and checking in on him, he, he's just like, no, I'm done. Um, and I, I, it's hard until you're actually in these type of positions of like how much pain you can be in. And just looking at him, I could tell that he was, like he pushed himself a fit like pretty hard, and that's pretty much what he wanted to get out. What like out of it was to push so deep that you go into a, like this state where I don't know if you heard, but when you runners go into a state of in their mind, it's um, it's like you start to hallucinate, you start to see shit, you start to feel different things, like you don't really know what's going on. And he he reached that point, and I think that's what that was kind of his goal. But last year he did this when he did this, he walked it with a pack and stuff on, and he pushed through so much pain that um, he didn't want to be out of work again like he was last year. And that's what I can understand because he's got kids and he's like, he's the provider for them. So he doesn't want to, he didn't want to push through all this pain even though he probably, like he might, he th- he, in his head he knew he probably could, but he didn't want to push through this pain knowing that he could be out of work for anywhere between six to eight months or if not longer. If he pushed through this pain and then lets his kids down. So this is the point where Matt ca- had to face of stopping and um yeah mum mum didn't know what to do because he was 
throwing his phone around. He was screaming. He was crying. Just people around. Mum did. Mum started ringing Jacob, being like, "I don't know what the fuck is Jacob gonna do, Mum." She's like, "I don't know, but I don't know what to do." And I was like, "Just leave him. Just let him go." So um, once he started, he came down. He come back over and said sorry to Mum and. Even though he didn't do anything wrong, but he was just—I just, yeah—he was just—I think he was just very upset with himself that he um, couldn't complete it. But after we sat there for a bit, he, we got in the car. Well, he got in the car, him and Mum, and then I started, yeah, running to McLean, and um, I think we we're about twenty-five k's out of it, out of uh, McLean. And Maddie knows the owners of the pub, so it was pretty like it was good that he got there. We got free accommodation, which was cool. It was a one bed, um, which we f- we'll get to, but. Yeah, when, it was, when we were going there, I was running by myself and in my head all I kept thinking about was like, how am I going to get th- through this without Maddie? Um, I rang Jacob. Jacob was like, I'll come up if, if, you, if you want me to. And we had other stuff going on back here, which I didn't want him to get out of because it's like we've been waiting for it for a while. Um, there was just so much going through my head of like, can I do this by myself? Um, like, is anything going to happen to me or whatever? And that last 25Ks was... It was kind of cool, like to do it. It was just like, all right, this is it's all on you now. Just get through it, and um, yeah. Once once I kind of got through it and got like got closer, I was like, all right, I think I've got this. But it was it was late in the afternoon, so I was more worried about early mornings of being by myself. Um, but yeah, as I was getting closer, I had this car pull up in front of me, and he's just like, "Oh, do you need a lift?" And I was just like, "No, no, I'm running." He's like, "Like what? What, what for?" And I told him. And, he, uh, he was like, all right, um, like, enjoy, hope you have a good time. And he drove off and then he come back and he come back with drinks. He come back with oranges. It was like the best oranges I've ever had. And it was just so cool that he like went out of his way to like, not like, yes, I'm trying to raise money or whatever, but he just knew what I kind of needed. And he just gave me these oranges and this, these like a Powerade and water. And I just remember standing there when he drove off. I was like, that's like, it's cool shit ever. Like, who's doing this? You know what I mean? Um, they yeah, got in the McLean. Nice and, oh, I think it was about five thirty, six o'clock, got in there, headed to this uh to the pub. Um, and then yeah, Maddie got picked up by one of our friends, Karen, and um I could just see on his face that he was just devastated about leaving and I could really start to feel the nerves kicking in for myself, more because I was nervous about the run for me by my own, and then I was also nervous about like mum making sure she was gonna be okay and like holding it up for the both of us. Um but yeah, it's just uh, Maddie ended up getting picked up. He ended up leaving, which is mum and I. And this is where it gets pretty cool for me and mum because our relationship over the last like, if not ten years, have um, been on the rocks, on and off, like more t- because of my doing, and um, we well, yeah definitely because of my doing. So it was cool that we both had to kind of face it now, and that this is kind of where the journey for me and mum starts is from this. So. Mum being the best mum ever gave me the uh gave me the bed because it was a one bedroom. There was a single bed. I was going to take the um the swag, but mum's just like, no, this is your thing. You you take it. So got the swag. Mum got the swag. I got the bed, and um yeah, first night together that we've ever slept in the same house or room in fucking couldn't even tell you how how long. So yeah, waking up pretty early with that. We um. Yeah, set it back up to the freeway where we finished and I said goodbye to mum and, and now it was pretty much, instead of telling mum to go towards towns or a bit further, it was pretty much just stay on the freeway and go to stop base. Every, I think it was every two to five k's there'd be a little stop bay for trucks and mum would just pull in there and wait for me and 
it was cool. Like leaving that morning, I was so nervous about doing this by myself and like how am I going to get through this? And once I got on the freeway, it was pretty dark and it was just me in the freeway. Like there was only a couple of trucks going here and there and I was so fucking nervous. But once I got through that first part and like, those nerves were gone, like all the emotion kind of hit me. It was like, fuck you, like you've got this. And um, yeah, it was, just, it was just cool like doing it by myself and then like how it started. And first few stops I'd pull into mum, mum would, get out of the car, she'd have a drink and that ready for me, she'd pull me chair out, she'd sit the chair down and, yeah, she'd just be disappointed, which is what I needed and then, um, yeah, it was pretty much like that the whole day um, but there was a point between all this, between um, McLean and Wagula, if I said that right, there's, there's this bridge last year when I was doing my ride where I, um, I laid under and it was so hot and I was so over, I was in so much pain and I laid under this bridge and I remember just saying, like, oh, I'm going to give up. Like, this is it. I'm just going to ring Jacob, tell him to come back and get me. And I, um, I just, as I was coming past it, I didn't stop. I just kept slowly jogging. And I looked at the bridge and I could, it was so weird. Like, I could see myself laying down in that position with the bike there, everything I had on. And I could see myself. Because when I was in that position last year, when I was trying to get motivated, I kept saying, like, what would the highest version of myself do? And, like, what, like, what does that person look like? And I still remember it now. And I, like, I just looked at that person. I said, I'm him. Like, I'm the best version of yourself. Like, you didn't give up, so don't give up now. You're like, you didn't give up then, so don't give up now. And I just remember yelling at myself. And I was just like, fuck you. And then I just kept going. And, I, like, every bridge I walked under that last year that I stopped, I didn't stop on any bridge. I didn't stop at any part of the bit and just lay down. Um, yeah, so it was a cool little thing to, like, relive that moment and then to show myself, like, because I didn't think I was going to do this anything again. Last, last the last year then to see that point again and then move through it it was so fucking cool um but yeah so i got through that there was yeah still lots of running on running off and back and forth and whatever um but yeah coming into what day am i up to coming into yeah day five i um it was yeah, just the pain was so much. It was so high. Like, a, like the shin splints were fucking next level. My IT bands on both knees were starting to go. All the blisters on my feet were fucking very high. And, um, yeah, cried a lot of times. There was so much time like where I just, just burst out crying in happiness, sad, angry. Um, yeah, it was just a very high and low of different emotions. Um, but, yeah, pulled into oh, – sorry if I'm saying this wrong, but it's – Gorga, I think it is. Yeah, got into there and I stayed there last year and I remember there was this cool pizza place. Everything's about pizza, by the way. When I wanted to stop, all I wanted was pizza. Um, so we pulled into there, got a little hotel, um, went into the shops, got all the extra stuff that we needed for Woolworths, the tape, the food, whatever it was, got into that. When I got me pizza, come back, put, start the recovery again, put the boots on, do everything that we needed to do. Um, but yeah, just that day, like getting through that first day was... It was cool, like, and everything I faced with all the emotions and then that part under the bridge where I saw the version of myself that I wanted to try and be better than. And, yeah, getting through that was cool. And then day six is Wagulga to Vala Beach. So Vala Beach is a place we used to go as kids, um, family, and Dad has a little caravan thing there that he, we've been going to for the years and that was the goal to get to that. So... Wagulga is probably 20 k's out of port, I think it was. Um, 
So yes, went back to the same spot, started again. Mum dropped me off. Mum would just keep going back and forth in between the stop bays and doing what she was doing. Um, but yeah, g- getting to work, finally getting towards Coffs. It was um, yeah, the roads were getting a lot closer. So like the walkway between the road, like where the cars and trucks and shit were, to where I was was getting like it was probably like six hundred wide. So I was heaps of times I was in the bush or I'd have to jump over the, the side railing and try and get across that way. Um, but yeah, coming in the Coffs, there was roadworks and it said a pedestrian bit was close so I had to cut in go around and come back into Coffs but yeah we got to there's a petrol station just coming out of Coffs that you um like just before like as you're leaving going back through the Coffs head towards Valor there's a little servo there so we pulled into there and um we were probably there for about an hour I think I'd, like on the days by myself I'd have about an hour break which in the long run I end up realizing was probably not the best idea because it was so hard to, to cool down, get in the boots, wipe, like, wipe all my legs down, get the sweat and everything off me, and then get into these boots, and then to get comfortable, then to try and get back up and move again, was very hard, um, but yeah, spent a bit of time there, got up, and then we headed off to Valor, so I think it ended up being like 60-something Ks that day, um, but yeah, as we're going, as I was going through Port, like, I mean, not Port, yeah, Port Coffs, whatever it is, Coffs, as I was going through there to get, like, towards valor i um i was like what can i listen to to get me motivated and it was old school justin bieber so i'd pump that on and um just start pumping at me justin bieber singing me songs by myself just starting to run a lot more it was getting a lot hotter now and um yeah just justin bieber was the one that got me through that day and a couple of phone calls from a few friends so i had a friend samantha um her and i've been friends well, we've met online i've never actually met in person she's got a partner and stuff and we've been pretty good friends like we open up about a fair bit of shit and um something that was pretty cool she um she said to me like what i was doing inspired her to finally reach out to her dad and have a chat to him and sort try and sort things out there and like my struggle helped her with her struggle which was it was so cool to hear like that then that even motivated me even more to like just to keep going and there were so many people that would message me and tell me like they're doing this because of this and my run, like my pains, helped them through through all their stuff. Like I had another mate of mine, who I think it was he lost lost someone in his family, and then his daughter lost someone pretty close to him. And the times have been pretty tough at home, and like everything that I was doing helped him through his struggle, and just to keep pushing through in life. And like things happen, but just keep on moving. Um, yeah, so it was pretty cool to to face all that. So I think we pulled into Valar. It was probably, I think it was about four thirty. So my sister-in-law's partner—I mean, my sister-in-law, my sister, her um, her partner's his parents were staying at Valor Beach. So we pulled into there. They cooked us dinner. Had a really nice dinner with them. Um, but while I was there, what I wanted to do, I, I just wanted to walk around Valor because it's very—it's not as what it used to be like. All like the like the wool shed and everything's now it's like closed down. Like there's not much going on there. But yeah, I just got to, I just. Yeah, started going for a walk just to try and walk out the pain, but it was just to kind of taking all the memories I had as a kid and everything I've had, like people I've taken there and friends that I've had there and just all the the memories that we had was just like, like it was just kind of hit me and I was like, because I hadn't been back there in a long time. So it was just, it was cool to face all that and have those emotions. And um, yeah, so pretty much that was day six. So coming in day seven was Valor Beach to Kempsey. So this day was... I don't actually remember much of this day. I um, It was a very weird day. I don't remember any parts of the morning. I only remember the f- last 25Ks 
of getting into Tari because we pulled in there and it was pretty late in the afternoon and we stopped at Fredo Pies. So, Fredo Pies, if you ever gone that way, going there, pretty good. Um, but yeah, we got Fredo Pies and we went and sat behind this petrol station. And Mum was like, "What's wrong?" Because I was getting pretty upset and pretty angry. And I was just like, "It's so late in the day and we've still got so far." And she's like, "What do you mean you've gone from here to here?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's only twenty five k's." And she's like, "No, it's actually a lot longer. It's sixty six k's." Um, so there's a point there, like I just literally don't remember any of it. Like I just I think I just blanked out, blacked out, and just moved through. It and yeah, it was a weird, weird day. Like I tried to go back in. Like I've sat with it a few times, try to try and remember it, but I just cannot remember. I remember the morning of like leaving Valor, but I just don't remember the middle parts of it, like what actually happened. Um, but about that day, like the thing that made it cool was my sister and her kids and my brother-in-law. They came up and um, spent the night there with us. So it was it was nice to have them there. Like I was going through, I was in a fair bit of pain. I didn't really want to show it in front of mum because I was. I didn't want her to stress and worry too much because I know she was already starting to face a lot. And, um, yeah, it was cool to have them up there. So we went and had dinner with them and come back. And I think mum really enjoyed having the kids there and my sister and that. So it was nice that I could kind of relax a little bit more knowing that mum's okay. And Waking up in the morning, I was in so much pain. Like I spoke to Matt, my physio, and he um, gave me some exercises and stuff to help with the, uh, with the uh, shin splints because I could tell they were starting to turn into stress fractures because when you touch certain points it either hurts or it doesn't and there's like points for the whole shin that was hurting um but yeah woke up and I just could not get motivated to get up and go and I think it was about 9.30 or 8.30 I just sat in the chair put the boots on I was like oh, I've got to try something not like nothing's going to get me out of this I just got to face it so I put the boots on sat in the chair and I was just sitting there and my physio sent me this video of Ned Brockman because the vision I had of Ned Brockman, I didn't, I wasn't sure if he, well, I just, I never even looked, but I just didn't know if he went through all the shit that I was going through and to see the video of him like spewing on the side of the road, like having all the injuries and doing everything and having all the emotions, it, I felt, I felt it all because that's what I was going through and it just hit me so hard. So I started, I started crying, I closed my eyes, I put my music on and um, yeah, I put this, I put these songs on and well, I was going to put it on, but I probably won't. It probably made me cry, but yeah, I put um, I just started putting these meditation songs that I, I listen to. So one of them's just like a nice slow meditation, just a little bit of breath work that I was going through. And then the next one's like a fire fire breath where I was like really hyping myself up. And then what I was doing, I was doing like very quick exhales through the mouth, and I'd hold for as long as I could, and I just kept doing that through the song, like hyping it up. And then once I switched it to the third song, I what I did was. I um I focused like a I'd visualized my sister who passed away. I visualized her because the day like on the Kempsey day, I like I spoke to Jacob about what was going on. Like how I, just, I wasn't sure what was going on. He's like, just sit, find a spot, sit down, and close your eyes, and think of your sister and like ask her what you should do. And then she pretty much was like, just have like rest. Like you've done enough today. You don't need to keep going. So that was when I was in Kempsey. Then when we went back in the morning at Valor. When I was about to go for me next day, I um, yeah, brought her in and I just asked her like, "What do I need to do? Like, can you help me?" And she um, it was weird, man. Like, like uh, she brought in like other family members who were past and like people who were still here. And I just remember being in this space and it was like a gold space and like them all being around me. And it was like I was saying to them like, "Take my pain today, and like help me." 
And then I just remember just sitting there and just focusing on that. And then, like, I had my sister and all that there, and I just opened my eyes. And I was just ready, and I said, like, let's go. And I just stood up, and I just felt so fucking good in myself. Like, I didn't feel any pain. I started, had my music going. I had my hype-up music, like, my trap music pumping and just um, having the kids there too, like, seeing them, like, showing them that you can change your mindset if you just focus on it. And I remember just standing up and started running. And I turned around, and the kids started doing the same as me, and, like, my sister said when um when I was doing like the meditation visualization, the girls, the two girls would sit down and had their eyes closed and they'll copy in the breath. And like that then that hit me like pretty hard even now. It's like like they're always watching, you know. So if you do something good, like they're gonna do it too. And yeah, it's just pretty cool to share that moment because I do a lot of this stuff in the dark where people don't see it. And you try and talk about it and people are just like, Oh yeah, whatever. But then to have them there to experience and have mum there there to experience like you can change your mindset if you just focus on it and you can overcome so much stuff like the pain that I was in was like it's so hard to explain how much pain it was in and people like how did you just how did you just get up and do it and I just fucking did, like all you had to do was do it you just had to get up and if I knew I could stand up and walk one foot I knew I could get for that day so yeah pretty much got, that was day eight so day eight was Kempsey to Port Mac so I drove we drove from Valor which was I think it was about a half an hour drive back to Kempsey so it got dropped back off where we finished, started that day and yeah, this day was, this is where the pain started like really kicking in with the knees and the shin splints and we got to a rest bay halfway through this day and I um I rang a, I think we rang a physio, a couple of physios and I messaged a physio, at home, like my physio at home and he's like, give this guy a call, he might be able to help you and um, he got on the phone with me he's just like if you can get to here by this time I can see you today so I was like all right I gotta run so I just started pretty much I was running, like pretty much sprinting just to get to this I had to be I had to be in um port by five and I got to I think I got like the pain was so much like my left knee I was like it felt like I had the biggest cork like I couldn't straighten my knee like I couldn't put any more weight on it and I was two I think it was like maybe 7k out of like th- so there's two two exits to the port. There's the main one where everyone you see. And then there's the this one just before, which brings you in the back way. So I just got to there and like the pain was so high and I ring this guy. I was like, I'm, I'm on my way, can I come see? He's like, Yep. So we get in there, it's fucking pissing down. Before I saw him I got Maccas, of course, got me triple cheese. Um so yeah, we go into there, we go in and see him, he's like a cool young doctor. He's um he used to live or work in Newcastle so he actually knew my physio and he knew another physio Justin and um we're chatting away and he's in there talking to me he's just like telling me like you're crazy for what you're doing he's like if you um, weren't doing what you're doing I wouldn't let you leave like walking and um like he got got scans and come up with stress fractures uh IT both my knees like the IT bands were pretty much like gone he's like you like when like the pain is very like it's very high, but you you've gone this far, you'd have to find a way to push through it. So it got me two injections. Um, I went to leave and go pay, and he came out. And he's like, "No, you don't have to pay. It's all sorted." And like, I nearly started crying. And I was just like, "Man, you have like, just like, thank you so much." And he's just like, "No, it's like, it's good what you're doing and stuff." So um, yeah, it was cool to do that. So we went back to this Airbnb that um I booked, and it was this cool little place. It was so sick. So, yeah, me and mum shared that, got there. Mum, like, we both unpacked the car, both got dinner together, and then we're sitting in the room and 
yeah, started put put a few movies on and watch movies. It was cool hanging out with mum and um, yeah, like start to experience this stuff with her because we've never really had it. And I've always wanted to have a better relationship together, but we never knew how to start. So this was a good place to start. Um, but yeah, like her helping again with the recovery, the boots on again, and doing everything we did. And yeah, waking up the next morning, um, I didn't leave straight away because I went back to get another scan in the morning, and then um to get ready to go so then we were pretty much going yeah port to Tari. so it's just day night um leaving port so instead of going the freeway like back going back that way i um there's like i looked on the maps and stuff and there's this back way that you go like that brings you out doing it that like going that way so i thought that'd be i just thought that'd be quicker and i thought it'd be better which turns out it probably wasn't um but yeah leaving port as i was going i started to get pain in my achilles and I was like, fuck, now I've got to deal with this pain. Because what I was trying to do was I'd focus on one pain and try and move through the other one to block out the other one. And then what I was doing too was getting picking green ants up off the ground and getting them to bite me. And um, hoping that would, like, take away the pain and focus on that, which sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. Um, but, yeah, so my Achilles started to hurt. And I was like, oh, this is all good. It's, it's just something that will go away. And it didn't go away. And... Um, it was just like had the music on, just kept trying to move through it, going through all the different towns, like just thinking, fucking hell, this is so much, like it's, I'm hurting heaps. And then um, had someone reach out to me to say like, you should listen to Ned Brockman's um, audio book. It might help. And so I did. So I flicked, flicked that on and literally once it started, it was just like all you have to do is turn up every day. And that literally changed my mindset to just be like, boom, they're running. And once I started running, I realised I wasn't putting, there's was less time on my feet but I was putting a little bit, I was like, obviously it's more weight as you like pounding each foot down, but I was just moving a lot quicker. I think I like listened to his audible, got me another like 25 Ks just running and I felt so good. And then having that there in the back of my head was like, all right, you can make it through this. Um, yeah, this is, so this is probably about one o'clock. We got, I was like in between, um, in between Port and Tari. So, there's this bush track that I was like, oh, I could take this and then cut down the beach. It'll bring me out at Harrington. Then I cut through to Harrington and then I'll be out at Kempsey. In my head, it sounded perfect, but it was not perfect because I got fucking lost. So I'm going through this bush, could not find mum anywhere. Couldn't, didn't know what to do. So then I end up, we ended up finding each other and I said, mum, just get me to the freeway. I can't do it. This bush shit anymore. I'm not, I'm not going any tracks anymore. It's, it's all it is is freeway. So we cut back, went back to the freeway, got, got dropped off. And as I'm running, his car pulls in front of me and this guy gets out and he's got his hands in the air and I'm like, who the fuck could this be? So my mate Justin Smith, so the physio that the um my doctor that injected me knew, he was telling me that he goes, oh yeah, I used to work with this guy Justin and um whatever and Justin ended up going to have, ha- having coffee with him and he was telling me, he goes, um, oh yeah, this guy from Newcastle came in and gave me injections and he's like, yeah, he's on this huge run. He's like, Tahe? And he's like, yeah. And he goes, yeah, he came in and... Then, yeah, he saw me on the way home. It was cool. Like, it just made me realise, like, I'm so close to home. Just, like, to keep going. Like, that little moment shared together motivated me so much. And then, because when I was running along that freeway, getting closer to Kempsey, I was just fucking struggling hard. I was like, fuck, this is, this line's getting further and further away. Um, yeah, so then seeing him, that just gave me that little bit of extra motivation to get to Tyree. So I finally got to Tyree. And then, um, yeah, the whole process again of finding accommodation, Going to case, uh, going to Macca's or Hungry Jacks this time. It was Hungry Jacks. Going to Coles, loading up all the food, doing all that. So keep in mind, the food was not good. 
like it was I did not do no fucking prepping, no fucking shit like that. Just because I was listening to my body. Like last year when I was on my ride, I tried to be healthy and it just was I just didn't feel good. Um, so yeah, it was just shit food in the afternoons. It just helped so much. But getting in there, doing that, we get this fucking. We're in Tari, but like, just keep in mind if you're being in Tari, it's not the best of the place. And we get this shitty little hotel, and Mum's like, <laughs> Mum's like, this is not like the photos. And I'm like, Mum, look how much we paid. Look where we are. It's all good. And she's just like so upset. These places don't look like the photos, and she's stressing out. But getting back, I was in so much pain. I um, like I couldn't even get into the shower. I had to get like Mum had to help me walk into the shower, get me out of the shower, get me on the bed, put the boots on me. Like I was just in so much pain to like to move and in my head I'd be like how the fuck am I going to get up and do this again and again and again but somehow I just kept pulling through and just kept doing it and um yeah so that's coming into Tari that's Tari done day 10 so day 10 I did not realise what day it was I didn't realise it was Friday I thought it was like Wednesday or Tuesday because my friend Brody was back at home she was competing in, in down under, if you're a CrossFit person, you know what I'm talking about. But she was competing in that, and I really, really wanted to get back. So I thought I could make it back in time. So I was doing these big days of trying to get back, and turns out I was never going to make it because it was fucking Friday. So leaving Tareed to head to Bulldealer. I don't know if anyone's driven to Bulldealer, but you fucking I forgot about the hills. I thought there was only one or two, but there's not. There's fucking plenty. So leaving Tareed, I started to feel good. I had Ned's. Um, podcast back on and then just starting to hear he, he was going through like the, I thought he just did 100k's every day I thought he didn't get all the injuries he didn't do this he didn't do that like not saying not, not discrediting him I just didn't I just thought this fucking man this guy just ran this whole thing and just fucking smashed it which he did but to hear him go through the pain of the shin splints his Achilles his knees like the vomiting the toenails coming off the blisters like everything that he was going through just made me feel so much better about myself that okay, I could, it's okay that I'm not running every time because he didn't run all the time. He just like he just kept kept on moving, and that's what I just kept making sure that I wanted to do. Um, but yeah, so as you come through Tari last year, we pulled up at this spot. Um, as you come out of Tari, there's like I think it's about 15 k's after. There's a rest bay, and last year I made a decision to, on my last day of my ride was to go from there all the way home, which I did. So I thought I could do that again. So if you followed me on on socials, I was like, I could do 150Ks, easy. Very optimistic of myself. Um, did not make 150 kilometres. But, yeah, coming through um, Koopanook or whatever it's called, coming through there, there's that big massive hill that everyone probably knows about where the service station is down there. Like coming through there, I ran into my auntie and uncle and like seeing them was so cool again because last year on my ride I saw them as well, which was cool. Um Coming in there, it was like, all right, I'm getting so much closer to home. Um, something that started to play in my mind was my watching watching my watch and then watching the road and then, like, the kilometres, like, the difference. Like, so I'd say it'd be, like, on the sign, it'd say 50Ks or something to here. And on my watch, it, I'll be, like, already ran, like, six hours or something and then I'm still only, like, 40-something Ks in. There's still ages to go. And it was just playing so much on my mind and... I ended up taking it off because I was like, no, nah, I can't handle it. It's like it's stressing me out too much that I feel like I'm not going to make it. So I took that off to get through all everything. And then like when I got, I think it was 25Ks out of Bulladela, my sister and um, Sam pulled up. 
So they went back home to, I think they had, no, they had the kids. They were coming home from Valor. Um, Sam was like, I'll run it with you. And at this point, because it was coming through Bull Dealer, there's so many fucking hills. It's like they're fucking so long, so steep. I was just pretty much just walking and limping. And then um, Sam's coming along with me. He's doing it the last bit with me. And the annoying thing was I was limping. And in my head, I th- like the hair's flowing. I thought I was moving pretty quick. I turn around. Sam's like looking around. Got his big smile on his face. cruising. Just like it's a Sunday walk. And I was just thinking my head fucking hell. Like I'm hardly moving. Um, and then I think as it got closer and closer, I got comfortable, more comfortable, more like got ready, more dialed in. I started running. And um, I turn around and Sam's so far behind me and he's just like, he's dying at this point. And then um, we get through and there's like pits here that I, like, I remember just like getting to the car and just falling to the ground. It's been so exhausted. Like those hills are fucked. Like the heat was so, it was so hot. And like people, uh, there was a fair few people that drove past people in the horns and people messaged me like, I just seen you know, like my friend Bridget, she was just like, I just saw you like going through here. It was cool. Like just those little interactions, that even though it was like for a split second, gave me that fucking little bit more motivation just to keep moving like i'm getting so close to home just keep going yeah so like we pull up at bulladela i pretty much fall to the ground and just exhaust like i was so exhausted and i was like fucking it like because you're so close but yet so far away like it's a it's what a 40 minute drive home but it's gonna take me fucking two days to get home and it's just that was just a fucking hard mental barrier to cross um but yeah got to there Started heading home, so if you if you if anyone's a runner or whatever, you got Strava. I didn't turn Strava off because starters. I got into the car and like after each day, like once you finish what you're doing, and then you get in the car. Like the last thing I wanted to do is oh yeah, go to my phone and turn this off. And I just, some days I'd forget, some days I was I was just on. Um, but yeah, this day I didn't turn it off, so we. Didn't get any accommodation in Bulldella. There was no accommodation. So my sister and that were like, do you want to come home? I was like, no, take me to my house. And they're like, no, we're not going to your house. Because if I went home to my own bed, I wouldn't have got out. Um, I would have been too comfortable. I'm like, no, that's it. So we went back to theirs. And I had someone that day reach out to me. And this is this is the part where it gets pretty dark for me, where it's pretty much haunted me. Oh, I'm getting a lot better of it now. But I had someone reach out to me and try to tell me that I was pretty much cheating because I didn't turn the driver off. If you really went back and had a look at it, it stops at Puller Dealer. I then turned it off around like um, Hexham or wherever it was. And whatever happened, happened. And coming in into the next day, so that night I had a shit sleep, didn't really focus because I was like, why would this person pick the one thing that I didn't like, didn't turn to off that day? Like, it was meant to be a very close friend of mine. Why didn't he, like, he hasn't said much throughout this whole run of, like, well done, mate, like, proud of you or whatever. Or even leading up to it, didn't get much. It was just, I'll try and go for runs with him. He's just like, no, whatever. Hadn't seen him since he's moved home, but whatever. But the one thing I did has stuck with me this whole time. It's messed me up pretty bad, which I'll get to. Um, But, yeah, went home, went back to Salinas, did the whole recovery, had the kids there, which was really good. Um, But, yeah, woke up the next day, went back to Bulladela, Got there, I think we got there about 3.30 and then I had Elise and G come and join me, They were, which they joined on the Saturday, which was so good that they came and helped out, um, which I think they then realised how pretty hectic it is once you start. So they come into that. My headspace is pretty dark straight away from everything that happened the day before, like that night from that person. Um, so, yeah, I was once we started, like, 
I kept blaming it on the pain. I'm in heaps of pain, like physically, but mentally is where it was starting to get pretty bad for me. Um, the girls would like we'd be walking and be chatting. I would just say like, "Look, I can't talk. Um, I need to focus on what I'm doing." And um, I think they realized very quickly, like, and I, the days weren't as bad as this day, like mentally. Like I was on the ground a fair few times. I was like spilling a little bit. Crying heaps, very angry. Just because that one person's comment fucked me up very bad. And um, all I wanted to do was have this over and done with and move on from this whole experience because it just ruined it for me. Um, but yeah, going through that day, there were so many high emotions. I had my sister and Sam come back up without the kids. They um, came and did a few bits of saving, kind of shared the running. Shared, well, there was no running pretty much that whole day. That was probably seven Ks I did by myself of running. Um got like halfway through the day we finally get to what bridge is it um Karua like just before Karua we finally get to there and I just I just fall to the ground and I'm just so over it depleted just exhausted everyone's saying what I, what can I do for you what do I need and I was like there's nothing no one can do it's only I can only get through this myself and I just remember sitting up on the cut like finally getting off the ground sat up and I was like I just need time to be, so I need to be by myself so I just put my headphones on put my hat on, strapped my bag back on and just start running. I just blocked out all the pain. So I ran for about 7K and then everyone got to the spot. And then once I got there, I finally, got, like that run got all that anger out of me and like made me feel like, all right, I'm back, I'm back on. I'm not focused about that one person's comment. Um, I get to like 7K of this run and I pull up at the rest bay where they are and everyone's kind of looking at me weird and I was like, what's wrong? And they're like, we've just realised this whole time that we've held you back because the whole time before that was very slow walking like I was like back and forth talking and they were like we just realised you hold me back but they weren't holding me back it's just I just needed that space to know I could get through it um, but after that run again I tried to run but just could like the pain was even higher now so then we start walking it starts raining again we stop under a, we, stop, we pull up under the, like that's another stop bay over in the back sit in the back of the car and then the rain passes through and then we go again I think we got like 12Ks out of Raymond Terrace, maybe a little bit more, or I mean a little bit less. Um, yeah, we pull up to this rest bay and I, it was probably like 4 o'clock in the afternoon and I was like, my feet were so sore, they were so swollen, everything was hurting. And we sit down, I try to stand up, I couldn't put any more pressure on my feet. I was like, no, nah, I need, I think that's it for the day, I can't make, because I was trying to get the Hexham that day um, to try, because I, I just wanted it to be fit. Like, I just wanted to wake up on Sunday and just do like an hour, like 10Ks of running and that's it. But didn't quite make it. So we sit down and I was like, that's it for the day. Like, thank you to everyone coming. I um, messaged Dane from Cultivate, messaged him and I was like, bro, do you have a physio? Because I couldn't get to my normal physio. And I was like, do you have anyone that could see me today or whatever? Puts me on his physio that has it at his store there. Um, I was going to see him that night, but then ended up just like, let's just do it for the morning. So I ended up going there at 7 a.m. next day. So I went back to my sister's house that night. On day 11, went back there after stopping just before Raymond Terrace. Went back there, had to dinner, did a whole recovery, do everything. That person's comment still stuck in my head a lot, but I was just trying not to focus on it right now just to get through this. Woke up, went to the physio. Um, did all everything. I was there for, I think I was there for nearly three hours. And um, he just goes to me, he's like, bro, any other day you would not be leaving here without moon boots on. Um, but under the circumstances, like, I will let you go, but any other time, like, no one would be leaving, like, the 
stress fractures were so bad. Like, it, was, it was hurt so much moving my foot back and forth. Um, the IT bands were fucked. Like, the, the back of my knees, like, behind the back. Like, it was, like, kind of like a cork. It was weird. But um, that was there. The Achilles was fucked. Like, that's been fucked for days. Um, but it was just so nice to get everything rubbed out. Like, my hips, like, from limping and everything. Spent the three hours there with him. I felt amazing. Like, you had, they had this Cairo machine which pumps, like, cold air onto you. Which helped heaps, um, but yes, finally strapping up everything properly how it should be strapped. There was just a massive difference. Like having that, like having him there in that morning just made me realize. Like, imagine if I had a physio every day, like I probably could have done this heaps quicker. Um, but you just kind of like then it makes you appreciate, like having it, like what a physio actually does. Like some days you go, you leave, and you just like, like did that do anything? But trust me, they fucking they know they know what they're doing. Um, but yeah, leaving that, we drove back up to her. Bay, put, we had a pin because it wasn't really a, a stopping per place where we could really stop. I just couldn't go any further, so we pinned that spot. Went back to that. It was just me and mum, and then I think it was about, I think it was about ten ten thirty. We kicked off the run, and I just mum, me and mum just had this smart moment together, and we were just like, "You've got this," and she's just like, "I'm so proud of you. You like, you've, you've got this." And then um, I had a little had our hug out, and then we just start. I started running, and then. I felt so good at running. I got through, I got through 10, 10K so quickly. But the cool thing with mum now, mum picked up on everything that I was doing. So she would, when she'd pull up a stop bay, she'd like get out of the car. She'd meet me at the start of the stop bay. She'd pass me food. She'd pass me water. She'd run with me. Just because what I realised was all the stopping and starting was so hard and it was just so shit. Like I just had to keep moving. So she'd run next to me, just keep going. And every third stop bay, I'd st- she'd have the chair out. I'd sit down for a bit put the feet back, put the feet up in the air, she would hold them, let the uh, elastic acid get out of my legs, do what I had to do. And then I'd get up and keep going. And then I got to, finally got the Hexham. I don't know exactly what the time was, but got got there. And as we get, in, uh, no, sorry, Heather Bray, got the Heather Bray. Seen uh, my uncle Hori, he was there with his, with his partner. Um, saw them for a quick 10 minutes, stopped there. And then as I started running, our friends, Stevie and Ray, he, their daughter, Emmy, she um did a little bit of a run with me just because like, it was off the freeway. So we're through the freeway now. It's just like that part of everybody that when you can get where the caravans are and there's like that side road. So pretty much they pretty much ran a cave with me there. And then um they all shot off in the cars. I just said like, because at this point I was taking the, um you got a back like a pack with like the water and you carry everything on. I had all that on me and I realised taking all that off made the weight on my body so much better. So I'd take all that off. Then once we got to have the bray, I said give it all back because the next stop wasn't until Hexham, and I'd definitely need water because it was getting pretty hot. So put that pack back on, but then I re- like once it's on, I was like I could run for a little bit, but then it was just I could, the pain would be so hard I have to walk in. But yeah, finally got into Hexham, looked at my Strava and I did thirty k's. So I think it was just under three hours or just over. I can't remember, but yeah, just, and I could tell the difference straight away like how much a physio helped that much. Um, but yeah, got there. My cousin, uh, Casey and Peter, they just moved back from England. So all them were there. Then had it, like, having everyone there in that moment, like I'd started, like I had tears in my eyes. It was just so nice to have people there. And then um, the next stop was to go from Hexham to Hexham, Hexham Bowling Club where there was more people there waiting. So um, I just thought everyone just go to that spot, meet me there. I'll just keep running. And as I was running, like people were seeing me that I was getting messages from people saying like, keep going, you're so close, just drove past you. And it was just, yeah, got to that Hexham Bowling Club and then there was everyone there. Was everyone there. And then we had a little 10-minute break there and then, um, 
yeah, from that point, it was t- exactly 10K to Mayfield. So I was going to go to Newcastle, but they had the toy run on. So I realised there was going to be no parking or anything for people. So we're trying to find the nearest park or whatever it was where people could actually get good parking. So I went to Mayfield, the fields there, whatever it's called. Um, but yeah, we get to that. Sorry. I have Peter running with me. I've got Sam and G. I think yeah, that was it. It was just the four of us and everyone else was in cars and meeting us and... I just said to them, just go straight to Mayfield. There's heaps, there's people there waiting for us. Um, so they did that. And then the four of us, like that last 10K, it was fucking so hard. It was more just like, the cool, it was cool to take it in, like having them in with me. So we ran the first five and then we walked probably another 2K, 3K. And then um, just having those moments, like catch up with Pete. I haven't seen Pete, well, I saw him last year once for like a day because they've been over in England because he played in Super League and stuff. But I haven't actually caught up with him properly in such a long time. And to have that moment with him was pretty cool. And then, like, the champ was set, like, Sam and G and just having chats with them and having them come along the long, like, along the last two to three days was yeah, just a cool experience and just starting to take it in. And once we got closer, we're coming through Mayfield. Uh, we get Piquet out and, like, Imi, Imi come back up, the he mate's daughter. And there was a few others, like, my sister and that were there. And, like, all I could see was, like, they were meant to run with me. But all I could see was everyone standing at, at that fucking finish line. I was like, I'm so, like, it's there. And I just started going for it. I started running. I had a s- certain song playing in my head. And uh, I just remember, I just, like, it was like a movie. Like, I was moving fast. But, like, everything, like, all the moments, like, day one to, like, losing Matt to everything, like, the re- like rebuilding the relationship with mum. All the messages from people saying, like, what they've done over the time of me doing this run and, like, how much it's helped them to inspire them. Like, people, I've had, like, four or five people message me and say they want to do marathons next year and they want to do this, they want to start doing this in their life. And that was, like, it was just such a cool experience for them. Like, that that one person that said that one comment kept playing in my mind. But, like, as I got close, it kind of went away. But once I got there and seeing everyone there, it was so cool to see everyone, like, turn up for me and be there in that moment. But that one person's comment, I didn't embrace it. Like, I I just wanted it to be over. So, like, even, it was so good having everyone there, like, saying thank you, like, laying on the ground and trying to take it in, but I just couldn't really sit with it. Um, but then after that, we just went for dinner with all my friends and everyone, that can, and, like, G and Elise came along as well. We just went up to 16-footers and had dinner and just, like, had some time there. And it wasn't until I got home until everything kind of hit me. Um came home to an empty house, I fucking broke my bed, I went to fucking lay on it and broke it, um, and just like the pain, like I didn't sleep the first night, so this is, this is where it starts to get pretty bad, um, which I didn't really take in counter like, the after, like what's, what's gonna happen after, I just thought it was gonna be so different, but I didn't sleep for the first three days, so I got back on the Sunday night. I think it was, wasn't was until Wednesday night I had a 12-hour sleep. But before that, there was like zero sleep. Didn't have anything. It was just so, like the adrenaline was so high. Um, the pain was fucking very high. Um, but yeah, I just couldn't really sit with like that. That one person's comment just kept playing in my mind. And there was a lot of time I just, I would just start crying because I was like, I just, yeah, just couldn't get it out of my head. Um, but yeah, that was... Those first three days are pretty tough, but then the last couple of weeks leading after has been pretty bad on the body. Like, I can't run at the moment, even though that's, like, all I want to do is go running and try and do more and not having that. Like, the first day I got back, I messaged Jacob. It was like, 
can you come get me? I want to um, go to the gym. And he's like, no, nah, I'm not coming to get you. I'm like, you need to relax. Um, that was hard. Like, not being able to do anything. Like, going from doing something, like, doing something every day and, like, leading up to it, like, six, eight months of training and, like, intense training. So, doing two jobs, doing concrete in the morning. Like, tra- I'd, start tra- I'd go at 2.30, train in the morning, go concrete, come home, shower quickly, go to the office. Sundays wouldn't even shower, just go straight to the office and be there till however long it was. And then doing all the events and stuff beforehand and, yeah, like, it was just coming back to just do, like, nothing. Couldn't do anything. Couldn't get off the lounge. Couldn't get off the floor. Like, those moments. There times I was just laying on the floor and I'd start crying. I just could because I couldn't do anything. Um, But, yeah, just, like, dealing with the stress fractures, the, the pain, like, all the injuries. Like, it was, just, it was a lot. And I just didn't take it in. And then, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I felt heaps alone. After and it's only just like the last week where I was starting to feel better. I um had the one week off and I thought I would be okay to go back to work and went back to work last Tuesday, I think it was. And um, I wasn't honestly wasn't even doing much. I all I did was I was just sanding out. So it's like if you know what I'm talking about, it's just leveling leveling out sand with a machine and I'm just on the height stick, just cruising, like doing absolutely fuck all. Um. But the pain, like I was, like, I think it got about around lunchtime. The pain started um, kicking in. Like, I like the pain was there, but it just got seemed to get a lot worse. And then um, it felt like I was back running again. And this is where it got a bit weird. Like I was looking to the distance, and the guy on the machine would like bit the horn, and I wouldn't pay attention. And it was kind of like I was, it was like I was reliving those dark moments of when I was struggling on that run. Like I felt, I literally felt like I was back in it, and um, I felt like I was going to spew. And we're driving home and I just like, normally I'm a bit of an idiot, like cracking jokes and talking heaps, but I just could not, like all I wanted, I just shut my eyes and just tried to sleep it off to get through it. And then once we got back home, I um went inside and just, I laid on the floor for like three hours and I was, I'd be spewing, I was spewing and like spew and just lay on the ground and just start crying and yeah, end up going to, um had a chat to a doctor and seen a physio and stuff and like, turned out that the run gave me a bit of PTSD, like, those moments of, like, yeah, the struggling, like, just came back to me all at once, like, it felt like I was back living it, and then the next day, I was like, I'm not going to have to sit here, so I um, went to the physio, and they've got this machine, and it, like, can hold your body weight, so I was, like, an air press thing, whatever it is, and all I want to do is just run, and just face that, just face the problems again, so I just had it set to enough where I could just feel the pain, and just kept going, and I'd go a little bit less so I could feel it properly, and then try and move through that trauma again. And like once it kind of like bits and pieces would come back in, and I just I'd still be running. And after it just it just straight away it just changed my mind. So it was like okay, you're all good. Like it's not your body giving out. Yes, it's your mind. It's just playing games. And then now it's just time to kind of process it. So I actually tried to do this podcast. I think it was the week I got back, but I t- asked Jacob to not release it because. All I spoke about was the dark stuff. I didn't speak about any of the cool stuff that we learned along, like le- went along the way, and like all it's like speaking about mum and Matt. It was just so dialed around that one thing that happened with that one person, and it just yeah, I just thought it was too. I didn't focus on much of the run. It was just all about that. So now I just wanted to have that moment again to be able to explain things a bit different to people and to let them know like all the stuff that did happen, like with the body f- failing a lot, but just t- keep turning up. And, yeah, I just didn't realise how I'd feel after the run and this is how I'd be. Like, I'm still kind of getting back to it now. Like, having, I'd go to the gym for a couple of days, 
but then I'd have a couple of days off just to kind of ease back into it. But yeah, it was just a cool. It's been a good learning lesson to um like how I can deal with all like the stuff I've dealt with after. And it's just like like I've got all these tools to yeah get through it because last year I honestly reckon I would not be I would not have been able to get through. If I was to run instead of ride, I wouldn't have finished it for sure. Like the journey I've been through with Polaris mentally, like all the stuff they've taught me, without any of that, I wouldn't have done any of it. Because there was so many times, like I knew physically my body's going to give out, but I didn't knew a hundred percent that my mind would not give out at all. Like I, there were so many times, people would be like, "Oh, like don't give up," and I was like, "I'm not." Like, there's no way I was. There was no way I was not going to finish. Put it that way. I um. Yeah, I just knew my I just knew my mind was strong. Like even when this came to me, I knew my body. I wasn't physically in the right shape. I was a bit too heavy. Um, but I just knew my mind would allow me to do it. So yeah, massive credit to Polaris, to Jacob, to all the stuff that he's taught me. And then now that I have the own tools to myself to able to help other people, um, and like to work through the stuff that I've been going through. Like I've, I think I've come to him a couple of times with a few things after, but of like most of it, you can just literally do it yourself but he's gonna have the right tools which is, which is what we we do have but yeah that's pretty much the 12 days of fucking hell um well not really 12 it's been more after but i just want to exp- like the, to show everyone like the journey leading up to it and the journey after the journey in between it like having like the sessions i did a few sessions with sandal leaving leading up to it like those breath sessions like in that chamber like all the, like when the air's out of there and it's just like it's just hard um those sessions like the sessions leading up to it like the sessions i'd put myself through like doing like i only did one 50k kilometer run leading up to this and i did a few 10s 12s whatever it was but there wasn't a lot of running because i just knew mentally i could do this there wasn't a, no bit of doubt that i wouldn't um but yeah that was pretty much leading up to it of how the mind was are you jumping in on this no questions? No one talked to me? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, no. Jake was meant to ask me questions, everyone, but turns out he's, he doesn't need to ask any questions. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone that sponsored me, um, all the gyms, all the coffee shops, the physios, um, and all the people I've met along the way. Like, I remember there was a guy at uh, Kingscliff, and he, um, he he didn't believe us that we were doing what we are doing. And he's, like, when we first met him, he... Um, he was like, oh, because we were on a footpath and he um, was on a bike and he flipped his horn and we moved over and he's like, oh, where's he running to? And we're like, oh, Newcastle. And he just laughed. And I was just like, no, I'm serious. And he, <laughs> he was like, fuck off. And then we had a little chat and he just went on his way and then he come back to actually get a photo of us and like meeting people like him. And there was another guy driving, like he was on a bike, like had all this, like the big packs and everything on the side and he was um, going to Adelaide, you know, like it wasn't, like there's so many people out there doing these big things and spreading awareness and doing what they're doing. It's just, it was cool to see, like, meeting people, like, at the shops, people giving us free food and free drinks, and, yeah, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone for all the support along the way, all the support before, the support now, the friends that I've made, to Jacob, but, yeah, just fucking being there for everything. Um, he was there a lot more than what people think, because a lot of people were stressed that, for some weird reason, that we didn't talk, which we talked pretty much... We're all good. We're all good. We pretty much spoke... Every day, for most of the day that I was running, um, I'd ring him or anything. So, yeah, thank you, everyone. Um, I hope you like to listen. 
Um, if you have any stories that my story helped you with, like reach out to me and let me know. I know there's, I have a heap of messages that people sent to me that I've screenshot and the days that I don't feel the best, I read those messages and that sort of fucking cheers me up. So thank you to those people. Thank you to everyone. And yeah, enjoy the listen. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and we will see you in the new year. Peace.